Welcome to Blossom Buddies. Hello, this is the most recent episode of Blossom Buddies, if you're listening to it when it came out. Yeah. If you're listening, if you're listening to it a week later, guess hey. what? Not the most recent episode anymore. This could be a year in advance. What's up, 2021? We're time travelers, and we're from the past. And this is a show also from the past. Blossom. It's called Blossom. It's called and Blossom. we're the Blossom Buddies. Where we talk about Blossom, and we are buddies. Yeah, it's true. That's a thing about us that we uh, we like to portray on this show. So how, how have you been? How's your week going? I've been uh, very tired, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I think I need to like get a, a physical or something and find out why I'm so tired all the time. I don't know if it's just that I don't get enough sleep or I'm missing some vitamin B12 or what. But it's, it's probably not tell me. It's probably like a combined all of those things, I probably. would say. I know what I'm feeling bad at, but, you know. Eat some good food and get some good sleep. Yeah, I shoveled the whole medium pizza into my face today, so that's probably why I'm feeling so uh, tired. And then I napped for like three hours. I actually made uh, KD today. I like rarely eat just like KD as my meal for yeah. the afternoon. I fucking love it. And I added like so much Gouda that it turned into like a ball of craft dinner. <laughs> nice. I munched down on it pretty hard. How was it? It was amazing. How do you feel afterwards? Uh, yeah. And my stomach was kind of like... As expected? Yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much. Nice. So uh, then we uh, then I came here and then we uh, started watching Blossom. Yeah, we watched this uh, this most re- recent episode of Blossom to us. Mm-hmm. It's uh, season two, episode seven, intervention. Yeah, intervention. So you know, it's going to be uh, a bit of a dark one. They go pretty hard in this one. They go pretty hard in the paint. I was saying to you that. This had the spirit of Blossom. Yeah, now this is an episode written by Don Rio, and traditionally those episodes have kind of sucked. They yeah. go like they go heavy on like the drama, but the humor is not there whatsoever, and even the drama is a bit hokey, usually. Well, the, the, the B story in this is, I guess, would be the comic relief, and it's just weird because you keep thinking... You keep thinking, well, we'll get to it, but you keep, we keep thinking Nick's going to get his comeuppance, but his comeuppance is actually the, like, period joke on the episode. The very last joke of the episode is, is based off of it. We don't is learn a lesson from him. Is the, they call it the period joke? I'm calling it now. <laughs> I'm calling it right here on this episode. It's called what, the, the joke that is at the end of a stand-up set that ties together a joke from earlier. Yeah. That's the period It's not joke. your closer. It's your period joke. Yeah. I heard right here. It's on the internet, so it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Everything on the internet is true forever what were we saying so oh, yeah, yeah don rio you, wrote this episode and it was better than most don rio episodes and it's uh zane busby uh, directed, directed. so this is a classic already classic pairing the team's back together yep um there's a guest uh, guest on this show and a celebrity mm-hmm. guest on this show who we had to look up yeah but our parents watching this at the time would have been like oh yeah that guy yeah or maybe uh, not. Like, maybe he's like, I mean, so it's, it's Tommy Newsom from The Tonight Show. He was the saxophone player on The Tonight Show. I imagine if someone he would said, be, like, Paul Schaefer, if well, Paul Schaefer showed up, we would know who that is. That's what I was going like to say. Thing, was right? he Paul Schaefer, the Paul Schaefer character on The Tonight yeah, Show? Maybe. Would Carson be like, and Tommy, what do you think about that? And he'd make some, like, I am a musician style joke that doesn't make a whole yeah. lot of sense. Although, like, uh, Carson had Ed McMahon to bounce stuff off of. That's so true. I don't see him. Saying too much to the saxophone player, but who knows? Who knows? The only way to know would be to go back in time even further than we are right now. Or go watch a bunch of Tonight Show and try to find one of these parts where they include Tommy Newsom. That's true. Maybe maybe we'll just Google Tommy Newsom and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Google. <laughs> Who's Tommy Newsom? Oh, that volume, bro. Okay, Google, stop. Yeah, that's... 
Okay, Google, increase volume 50%. Smart. You can cut around this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Google, who's Tommy Newsom? According to Wikipedia, Thomas Penn Newsom was a saxophone player in the NBC Orchestra on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, for which he later became assistant director. Newsom was frequently the band's substitute director whenever Doc Severinsen was away from the show or filling in for announcer Eddie Okay, Graham. stop. Okay, Google, stop. All right, I don't need to know his whole life story. I feel like they were just going to go to him being a uh, fill-in for whoever the other, like, yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. He's a session musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nick was showing up to... Well, that's I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of us. Yeah. So the first scene is we in, open in what seems to be a deleted scene, right? Because after the opening credits, the first scene has doesn't have the continuing credits where it's like written by Don Rio, directed by Zane Busby. Well, my my theory was that this uh, is sort of a cold open, and then maybe on certain channels they would play this to cold open, and then play the intro theme, and then play the sh- the episode. So you're positing that in this download that I got totally legally, but it's from it's from a DVD set, right? Right? Yeah, it's all readily available. You can actually go to YouTube and buy each episode for a dollar ninety nine, which we did. So you can go buy these episodes, and uh, I'm sure that like it's kind of like on The Office season one. Uh, there's deleted scenes, um, and that 70s show used to air out of sequence to, to like fit the holiday edition and yeah, can, can, canonically it would be a little bit different. That's true. I'm being far too critical of the exactly, but I, I think 90s that, sitcoms. that's what this is. That's what's happening here. Um, I was actually reading the Wikipedia as I was telling you before, there's a lot of networks that pick this up for syndication because this is like 153 or 157 episodes or whatever. So yeah. over a hundred episodes of course is when you get to go syndication. Yeah. So, I imagine the reason they did it like that is because some networks would normally have a cold open for a sitcom and some wouldn't. And then, of course, putting it on the DVD commentary or the DVD would, uh, they'd put it in the order that it was filmed. Yeah, that's true. So this cold open or deleted scene, whatever it is, it's just Blossom and Six talking about whether Joey's stupid or not. Yep. He is. They yeah, make, they, they make, make a joke. I didn't the, write the joke down. The just. joke was basically like, he's the, up on the hill, there's, uh, the, uh, the oh, there's a bridge between two types of stupid people. There's like stupid people, and then there's complete idiots. Yeah, and, and he, there's a toll booth on the bridge, and, and he Joey works, works the, toll at the toll booth. booth. Yeah, exactly. it, was a, it was a real long walk to get to that punchline. It was true. funny. It was funny, but I think Blossom was trying too hard. They also have a conversation that kind of goes like Blossom, you know, she loves smart guys, and Six is like, yeah, I also like smart guys. Hmm. And then uh, Joey's like, who wants to come into the kitchen and hold my feet while I do sit ups? He's like, she's like, I'm out of here. I'm gonna do that. So, and then <laughs> that Blossom, I was lying. That's when I'm we go fuck to your brother. That's when we go to the next scene. That is, which the, is like the actual opening scene. Yeah, with so. the actual credits and stuff. Yeah. So we got uh, Nick. Uh, practicing or writing on the piano and Blossom's doing homework yep. on the, di- uh, the living room table. And then Tony comes in uh, and he's looking for relationship advice because he picked up this girl in the ambulance. <laughs> well, it's funny because he, he when I, the scene first came on, I was even like, that's weird. Like he's trying to pick up this girl because me ethically, I don't think he should call her. No. Even if he, like, got a vibe. I still think, I, how did you, how did he get his number? But like, I don't know. Cause like doctors definitely, aren't allowed to date their patient. Yeah. Or maybe they are. I, I think in extreme cases, I don't extreme think... Extreme cases, like, so... Uh, so we're I think it's unethical a, to date your doctor. Unethical, yes. Yes, It I probably agree. happens. But, like, the, the further down the medical ladder you come, the more accepted it, it has to become. Like, nurses 
probably it's not so bad to date your nurse or to date your paramedic or to date someone in the waiting room of the hospital. Well, basically, though, she um, she was picked up by him because she broke her leg. Right. Her femur. Her, her femur, very long, is, beautiful thick femur. Which was also <laughs> very creepy of how you say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, you kind of have to wonder, like, how did he get this number? Like, like think about it. Think about I it. I am. I am. What what happens? You go to the doctor and your doctor yeah. calls you up to be like, hey, how's it going? I know, like, you just laid out why it's different. But at the same time, it's, it's still like I picked you up when you're when you were at your most vulnerable. Yeah. It's creepy because the way he got her phone number, I don't know if he says how he got her phone number, but the way a paramedic would actually get a patient's phone number is on the form, like, yeah, like I need your address, registry. and I need your, your phone number, I need your next of kin, I need your blood type. He's filling in a form in the ambulance. He just used that form. That's the unethical part, is that he didn't ask her, can I have your number? Unless he did, and we totally missed that. But I feel like... He might explain it. I, We've got the episode playing on mute right now, so that doesn't actually tell us... Uh, no. We, uh, I was going to say we could put subtitles on, but this is streaming from... Uh, Space. Yeah. Literally space. It goes through like 10 jumps to get here. It's crazy. The future is weird. If you're listening to this in the past somehow, if somebody, (laughs) if somebody from the future took this back to the past and was like, here, take this. This is your first intro to what the future is going to be like. Yeah. If you're in the past, let me explain it to you like this. It's kind of like we're watching Blossom over fax machine, (laughs) but like better, newer future fax machine. Yeah. That can do video, not just paper. It's kind of like you're watching Blossom on television, but you can't record it. We were talking about Blossom. Yeah, we? right. So, <laughs> oh, so yeah, Nick's the paramedic, whatever, right. ethical debate. Nick's cutting a jingle on the piano. He can't hear. He's got headphones he in. Tries, uh, Tony tries to ask Nick, you know. Nick obviously wasn't paying attention. Yeah. He's clearly writing a song, and Tony's like, hey, what the fuck? But also what I noticed during that scene is the music that he was playing was going along to his sort of soft mm-hmm. story. I like that. But then he takes his headphone off, and like you said, he's been ignoring him. And then uh, Tony goes to Blossom. Hey, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. I can't. I can't listen and read yeah. at the same time. Ask Dad. And he well, he's right behind her. Yeah. And Tony also says, um, I, I picked a girl up in my in my uh, ambulance. And Blossom's like, Well, you shouldn't be picking people up in your ambulance. And I thought that was perfect. Yeah, that was pretty good because that's what he did. Yeah. Even though he's like, No, I meant she broke her leg. Yeah. But yeah, you're trying to pick her up. And it's creepy. So Tony's fed up with his family. family. Yeah. He goes into the kitchen where Joey is with his buddy Frankie. Mm-hmm. Now Frankie this... wearing uh, just his underwear. <laughs> just his underoos. Are you looking but, up who Frankie is? Yeah, I but meant to do that. What I was going to say is uh, the underwear style he was wearing, if those were just clothes. It's like 1920s like weightlifting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like modern day like Instagram. Like obviously the colors would be a little bit harder pastel, but they were pretty light pastel. Yeah. Um so they looked I at first I was like that that's he's wearing a weird outfit. Yeah. Basically picture if you don't know what we're talking about, picture any athlete from the 1920s. A swimmer yeah. would wear this. Except it might be tighter tighter on a swimmer. Uh a weightlifter, just like striped shorts. And, like, a wife beater white shirt. Okay. And I guess, are we both looking them up? Are we racing? Well, you, well. Finish line? I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm on the page. Oh, it's Matt Levin. He was in Starship Troopers. That's where I recognize him That's where he's, he's in 60 things. Yeah, but the things he's known for, Starship Troopers is the only one I've heard of. Okay. Oh, Tropic Thunder he was in, but he was a camera person, so he's probably two seconds on screen. He was on an episode of Voyager. Nice. He was on an episode of Empty Nest. 
Fucking yeah, he was. At this point, I'm just going to name some things, because if I ever make a video version of this, and if you haven't watched, I already have two and a third one coming soon. Or maybe there's a hundred now. Who knows? He's also in Last of Us. That's the most recent thing I recognize him from. He was in, he was in an episode of the 1989 hit show Doogie Howser, M.D., that's something I should uh, rewatch. I think hey. he was also in, by coincidence, the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years keeps coming up again. Did you see how hard I was pointing at you? I did see. He, he was guys. Jason was pointing, and girls. Jason was pointing real hard at me. Yeah. As in, maybe we'll do a Doogie Hauser podcast. Oh man, or a Family Ties podcast. What would people be more? He was in Family Ties. Yeah, he was. Family Ties, so Family Ties was on Netflix a while back, and me and my roommates uh, started watching it. First season, great. Then clearly the studio or the whatever network was like, you gotta make some changes. And the show was not as good. Justine Bateman's character, like the sister Valerie, great first season. Then they turned her into like a dummy. She was the dummy of the show from then on out. And it was just, the, the jokes weren't as good. I feel like that was the... I think Growing Pains had a similar trajectory. I was, I always saw Growing Pains as sort of the next kind of, that kind of show back then after uh, Family Ties. Yeah. Growing Pains was great with a Canadian, Alec, Alan Thick. Alec Alan, Thick. Alan Thick wrote the theme song to Different Strokes before he had Growing Pains. He was a jingle writer. He also has a son who had a song. That was a hit for mm-hmm. one summer five years ago. It's a bit of a rapey song, <laughs> yep. and it stole uh, the 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 hook from not the hook baseline, I guess. Yeah, from Marvin Gaye. And the uh, best parody ever is Word Word Crimes by Weird Al, which is it's a pretty good parody. It's Although not the also, best ever, obviously. But no, it's not. I like his very good. Uh, his happy parody, which I can't recall what it's called. Tacky, tacky. Yes, I, th- I think that's very good. You know what? I think most Weird Al songs are pretty good. I think that he puts his the word spin turns a bad song into a good spin a good song. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like I you hear a pop song and you're like even if this is parody, I still don't want to listen to this song. And there are a lot of uh, his last like three albums kind of have that element to it. It's like I don't know this song well enough for, from being somebody growing up with the song, right? But then. Like, Tacky and Word Crimes. I hated both. Well, Happy's an okay Happy's song. Happy's a pretty great song. But, um, but, uh, what's the Blurred Lions? Yeah. I didn't like Blurred Lions. No. It, it was an annoying song. earworm. Yeah. That you'd hear. I always, uh, there's summer songs that you hear out of the, the window of somebody's car driving was, by. Was Alan, That's how often you're hearing them. And that was one of those yeah. songs. Was Alan Thick already dead by the time that song came out? No. No. He only died like two years ago, didn't he? I don't know. I guess Okay, so, yeah. Google. When did Alan Thick pass away? So Alan Thick died on December 13th, 2016. And when was Blurred Lines released? Are you going to need me to say the whole thing again? Hey, Google, when was Blurred Lines I don't know released? how to help you with that. <laughs> Sorry. All right, here's Robin Thick on Spotify. Well, now you've done it. Now it's misinterpreted what we were talking okay, about. Okay, stop. Okay, Google, stop. Okay, Google, stop. Hey, Google, when was Blurred Lines released? Blurred Lines was released on July 12, 2013. Okay. Maybe that's what killed Alan Thick. He saw what his son turned into, and he was like, this this is the fruit of my loins. No, what... gave into the cancer. What killed Alan Thick was he got cross-checked at a celebrity hockey game. Is that it? And died of a oh, man. heart attack. Yeah, and it was... That's, that's terrible. Yeah. It might not... It might have even... But do you think... Maybe Not he already being... had a broken heart. 
<laughs> That's why the cross check like killed him. It was the it was the final blow that really <laughs> after blurred lines. Mm-hmm. My fucking son. <laughs> He's betrayed me and my sensibilities. I'm a Canadian crooner, damn it. It's just the the idea of Alan Thick saying the word fucking <laughs> just <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh He must be in something where he says the F word. I'm gonna find out. Probably not right now. Google Google won't help us that much. Okay, Google, say the F word. <laughs> this may offend you. Factory. Oh snap. Oh my god. I thought she was gonna do it. I yeah. thought she was uh, she didn't. Okay, Google, say fuck. Sorry, I don't understand. Uh, you understand. <laughs> yeah. You just made that whole factory joke ten seconds ago. <laughs> okay, so uh, so Frankie's wearing his underwear in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, he also has a horrible drinking problem. Let's just get right to it. Yeah, he's got a... Joey and Frankie have, uh, like, drinking water bottles, um, and they just came from a, a two-day party. So you would think maybe the both of them are doing it, but nope, no, just Frankie. Just Joey, of course. Joey's the responsible, I'm going to get a baseball uh, uh, scholarship. He's so focused on being a jock that his one mission in life is to just be a fucking jock. Yeah. But he's not that jockey a jock, really. No, he's an idiot. And yeah, also, we learned in, a, in a, like last week or the week before, it's just the te- the school system that's failed him. Yeah. They, we he got taught about the index of a book. And then he was like, "Oh, all the all the all the rules are in the book, all the answers." Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, and I wrote this down. So, yeah. So Tony comes in, and he's all like, "Hey, let me smell that stuff." And like, uh, "You guys are partying too much, whatever." Uh, and then Frankie is like, "Hey, you ever heard of the noun to party? Which is not a noun, but a verb." And Tony answers, "Yeah, you ever heard of the verb idiot?" Which is not a verb, but a noun. And I don't know. Were they just like playing it fast and loose and didn't really care what a noun or a verb is? Or was that an actual... Was that supposed to be a joke? Maybe that's a grammar joke. Yeah, it wasn't a very good grammar joke. It's just them getting the wrong words for things. Yeah, that's true. Which I guess is the thing about grammar is that it is words. Maybe that they put that in there for people in the future to be like, haha, because we, we notice inconsistencies. Mm. In fact, on during the scene in the kitchen with uh, with these guys... Uh, there was a fact, there's a goof on IMDb that says, when Tony joined Frankie talking in the kitchen, Frankie's water bottle disappears, then reappears, then it switches hands between shots. Indicating that, goof watch. Indicating that Frankie, not a very consistent actor. No. And the director, Zane Busby, probably not paying much attention. And no, she was probably sitting the other way doing cocaine off her own face. (laughs) Zane, (laughs) you could do that with like a crazy strap. (laughs) I've uh, read a little bit about Zane Busby. Uh, she, she was labeled as the hero of CNN at one point, which I don't understand what that means. Uh, but she's been around. She's been an actor. She's been a director. She's been a writer. She's she's probably has been with NBC at this point for a decade. Wow. Yeah. An actor, eh? Did yeah, she act in anything? We, how did we never notice that before? She's in stuff, man. Billy Zane's sister was in uh, Freddy's Dead. Lisa Zane, I think, is her name. She played Freddie's daughter. Just a bonus fact. Bonus fact about something nothing related to what we're talking about. Except for the word Zane. She was in such movies as... um, Fuck, man. She started her acting career in the 70s. She was uh, in Up in Smoke. Oh, nice. That's a good movie. Um, She was in an episode of Barney Miller. Spinal Tap. Class Reunion. Something called a TV series called Lottery. 
yeah, this is about in last resort. And it, and that was 1986. So yeah, not a decade, but it looks like she's been in television here for almost 10 years after having an acting career. Yeah, pretty good. So All right. the next bit is uh, the friend walks through to go upstairs because Tony's like, they won't even notice you in there. That was just a dumb whatever throwaway scene. Yeah. Oh, and then Blossom. Uh, and it's knows. Blossom in the in the kitchen with Nick, and Nick oh, yeah. is like, "Hey, do you want to just you want to just throw this day away? I'll write a note for you." And let's... well, before we even get to that, so they they go through the oh, morning the routine. Thing? Yeah. yeah okay. So like whatever, Blossom is rushing around, goes out the door, by it as he later barely acknowledge each other's existence except by routine. Then Blossom comes back in and is all like, "Dad, like, what's going on? Like, all we do, it's all we do is just." pass by each other as we drift through life and and we just do it day after day we're just doing the same routine over and it seemed like she was describing episodes of the show kind yeah. of slowly almost like she was getting meta being like you ever notice how everything's wrapped up in a nice little package every 22 minutes and you know it is on this show very much they just decided to be a little bit edgier than yeah. the average sitcom of the times yeah there was a little hidden thing that the writers put in there yeah and I think that grammar joke that we were just talking about was another hidden thing, but it might have been a little bit askew from what their intent yeah. was. It's not like with uh, newer shows like Community or 30 Rock yeah. that, that go full-on meta and will do a show about itself. But uh, yeah, just a little thing in there. The thing that I have next is Joey and Tony talking. And they put orange juice in their cereal yeah. because there's no milk. Was are they just sitting at the table in this in in the scene um that's happening? No. Oh, they got oh, up they and left. left. That happened My before. bad. Okay. Or no wait, they're about to sit down. There's a cereal bowl and two glasses of orange juice already on the table as if like, I don't know, Blossom prepared the kitchen table for Tony and Joey? Yeah. Because they come, they're going to come in. During they come in and like their yeah. dishes and their orange juice is ready already. Uh, I wonder if the if NBC just thought we would uh, not notice that because they're like, we don't want to watch Joey and Tony get their fucking orange juice out of the fridge. Yeah, but it is weird. But Blossom is also sort of the matriarch of this household. That's true, and has been for quite some time. She does time. like make breakfast. She makes pancakes and stuff for breakfast. So Tony and Joey come in and, oh yeah, so Nick, it's, first Joey comes in. I'd like to point out that Joey is not wearing his African necklace right now. No, he's still wearing like a, his puka, puka shell has only come up yeah. clearly, but that's like multicolored puka shell. So <laughs> Nick and Blossom are like, we're going to take the day and fuck off. And Joey's like, yeah, good one, guys. Do I look as stupid as I think I, do I, do you, yeah. yeah. And then... <laughs> And then they're like, yes, you do look as stupid as we think you are, uh, and bounce out of the room. That's when Tony comes in, and uh, pour. Uh, there's no milk left. They Tony pour pours orange juice, juice right into his cereal. It's a great sight gag. Uh, and then, oh yeah, they're talking about uh, Tony's concern for Frankie, and Joey's like, back the fuck off, he's fine, he's just uh, having a good time, and then... Phone rings. Because uh, Frankie also quit the team at this point. This is like the next morning. and, and Oh, yeah. He's like, how's your buddy Frankie? Joey's like, he quit the team. Yeah, and Tony's like, you should watch out for that guy. Uh, yeah, and then fucking Joey's like, STFU, narc. Yeah, fuck yourself, piece of shit. And then the phone rings. And the phone rings. And it's uh, Tony Newsom from The Tonight Show, yeah. who was the saxophone player. I think we've mentioned that already. We talked about it for like guess. 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey doesn't believe him. He's just like, hey, Ed McMahon's not here and hangs up the phone. 
uh, which I thought was pretty funny. And then Buzz comes in. The phone rings again. Yeah, Buzz Buzz answers it. Oh, we no, get that sweet exchange from uh, from Joey and Buzz. That's like, hey, uh, can you cut this key for me? And Joey's like, Dad said not to cut you a key. And and Buzz is like, well, what should I do then? And Joey's like, well, you can go under the mat there. There's a key there. And then Buzz is like, well, thanks very much. Yeah, that happened. And that's when the phone rings. And to- Tony Newsom. Tommy right. Tommy Newsom? Tommy Newsom. Tommy Newsom. Oh, yeah, you've read the word. I've, I've only yeah. heard it. It's true. I New- have the expert Newsom? on the topic. Newsom. News. O-M. Newsom. Newsom. <laughs> and I love, like, it, Tony, Tommy Newsom's in this episode, of, like, a bunch of times. But clearly they just got him for, like... 20 minutes in the NBC studios and we're like, just sit in this chair, just hold in the phone to your room and just record into this six conversations yeah. throughout the episode. Just say these words. And, uh, yeah, that, that happened. So, so he was calling because he needed Nick to fill in to substitute on the tonight show that day. And Buzz was like, I'll see if I can find him. But of course, Nick has fucked off. Yeah. He's, he's fucked ditched up. his responsibilities. He's with Blossom at the theater. Uh, yeah, that will pay off at the end of the episode. And also, it's crazy because in this scene, you really see that Nick is kind of like coming undone. You never Nick is always an authoritarian. That's what I keep finding weird about this episode. Yeah, he's losing his mind a little bit. He's and losing his grip. He's like, "Hey, why don't we just go to this uh, next movie? Why don't we sneak into this next movie?" Blossom's like, "I don't know, Dad." And of course, they go in. He does a little dance with her outside of the door, which was weird. After that, Usher came up and was like, "Oh, wait, that's later. Sorry." The next right. scene we go to is. Tony. Tony's uh, practicing calling the girl yeah. uh, that he should not be hitting on. So I guess he went ahead and decided, I'm going to do this. Yeah. He so asked all those practicing. questions he's to all those people. Terrible job. He's literally trying to help set up an intervention for Joey's friend, which is an ethical thing. And he's like, has no ethic ability to, to realize you don't fucking call up. Because he only has essentially a patient. He only has ethics when it comes to drugs. Yeah, it's true. It says what he's, he's the expert on. He's clearly not an expert on dating. He no. continuously has problems with he's trying a, to get, trying to talk to girls. Like, he's an expert on drugs. And I said that with a little bit of emphasis because they never say any drugs. Before. I don't even think they say weed or marijuana. They always they said joint. They, oh, there was an episode with the joint. We've in had it. several drug watches. They've confirmed several drugs. The main drug watch for this episode is alcohol. And yes. insanity, apparently. Shirking your responsibilities. Yeah. Also, so Tony goes into the next room and gets the next Tony Newsom call. And I was, I posited to you, there's no such thing as operators anymore because they get into that scene where he's like, hello, operator. And she's like, bah, 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 bah. he's like, uh, do you want to speak to my daddy or whatever? Yep. Something like that. That's not how it went down <laughs> at all. It was, it was no, you can't speak thing. to my daddy or whatever. Yeah. Indicating that the operator thought that he was too, he was a kid, didn't yeah. know how to use a phone. Also, theaters don't have that same setup. I remember when I was a kid, theaters looked like what they do in this episode, which is like pastel colors, like ushers with yeah, fucking art, art deco, art deco, and yeah, and art, deco, like, yeah, uh, ushers deco. dressed like ushers, and that whole the whole spectacle. Nowadays, you go to the theater and you just go to some cave in a multiplex. Yeah, which and is you not your long movie for a mall. A, yeah, <laughs> which is not long for a mall. Yeah, <laughs> and you watch some garbage trash on a giant screen. It's like going to watch TV with like a hundred people. Yeah. Who knows what might happen in there? Fucking Tony Stark might die. I don't know. Yeah, and also you might get killed by a Batman fanatic. That's true, or someone who's not a Batman fanatic. Yeah. For that uh, matter. 
So I actually so Tommy had, Newsom calls back. Yeah, and uh, I actually have that Frankie's going to be a part of the um, the scene. But what we're seeing right now is, of course, oh yeah, Buzz then gets the call, and this is when we find out that he accepts the um, the job, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. He calls back looking for Nick. He's like, I need to know. He's like, I can't get a hold of him. No. And Buzz is like, I'm going to go find him. I'll, I'll go to his work and try and find him. Uh, I think is what happened there. Obviously doesn't find him. Ends up doing, Buzz ends up doing the Tonight Show. Yeah. As we find out later. Spoiler alert for 10 minutes from now when we get to that part. Okay. So I'm all caught up. So Joey and Frankie come in and Tony's like, hey, uh, you've been doing a lot of drinking. You should probably stop drinking. No, they come in and then... Yeah, Joey bounces upstairs and then Nate, uh, Tony upstairs, is he like, tells, hey, I he found tells your liquor Tony, bottles. He te- Joey goes upstairs, but on his way, tells Tony to like back off. Yeah. Like, and I then, found your liquor bottles in the yeah. washing machine. And, he, and Frankie's like, oh, man, you're a badass. You drank both of them? Like, and no, he's like, no, the cycle did. Yeah. And uh, gives them, starts giving them the speech and Frankie is not having it. He's like, oh, man, another lecture. Fuck off, man, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I'm just trying to chill out, man. And then storms out, and Joey's like, "Ah, oh, man, you're ruining my friendship. Yeah. Stop doing that. You're the worst brother ever. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I wrote down, they have a confrontation. Yeah. And that's literally what it was. And they do. And Joey runs after Frankie, and he's like, fuck you, Tony. And then... Um, we immediately go back to the theater, and this is... I, I spoiled this almost a second ago. But Nick <laughs> and Blossom get caught walking out of the theater... Oh, yeah, they, the they thought they snuck into uh, another show. Yeah. They thought they got away with it, but on the way out, the usher's like, nice movie that you didn't pay for. So that'll be $7, please. And Blossom's like, that's ridiculous, I'm a student. And he's like, you're supposed to be in school right now. Remember when movies cost like $4 and a quarter? Yeah, and do you know what else I remember? Nick calls the usher a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I had that wrote down. I had that wrote down. Wrote it down. No one would put that joke into a sitcom today. Uh, except for, I guess, the bunny. It's going to have literally Tika Watiti playing Hitler. I don't know. But not on is. television. Oh, the bunny. It looks good. Or whatever it's called. The bunny? I'll look that up later. Or uh, just comment below if yep. you know what the bunny is and you want me to know without Googling. But this episode won't be out for another week, so I'll probably have Googled it by then. So uh, just know you might be wasting your time. It's true. And also, you might be watching this so far in the past that there's a dinosaur trying to eat you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I fucking... It's not called... It's not called The Bunny. Okay. That might explain why I don't know what the hell you're talking about. We're going to let Jason... It's happening now. It, like, I have to I have to at least find this shit immediately or else my brain's going to... While you're looking it up, I will... It's Jojo Rabbit. Okay, I still don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm but glad it's we definitely spent not that the money. Um, <coughs> they, they bail on the movie theater, though. They run, because uh, What's-His-Name goes to get the boss. Yeah. Uh, What's-His-Name? He doesn't have a name. The Usher. The Usher goes to get the boss. He does. He says, like, Mr. Whatever, and I wanted to point out here that Blossom was like, oh, no, not... Whatever the name was, as though she had been in this position before and had to escape. Well, one of her schoolmates was in this position before. Yeah. So then they're at a. Um, they're at the restaurant. You have to. You have to have ice cream for dinner. Everything's topsy turvy. Down is up. Up is down. Cats and dogs getting to getting having a good time. And the sky is raining blood. Mm. But yeah, they're basically like, let's shirk all responsibilities right down to... Like, if they already went to the movies, 
they probably just had candy and popcorn. They're going to have ice cream sundaes for dinner now. Ice cream and cake and pie. Yeah, and then they're going to they decide through this, like, Blossom's like, I love this wacky side of you. And Nick's like, nothing is wrong. I'm not depressed. <laughs> but that didn't happen. <laughs> this, That's I'm not I'm having saying. a midlife crisis, and yeah. I don't want to kill myself. But I did buy a Miata, so you be the judge. Mm. I don't Any, even know if that was a car in 1992. There was probably some version of it. Yeah. A coupe. Yeah. Some kind of convertible. The coupe de ville. Coupe de Basically, this scene is fluff. This is just to continue this story. Oh, before that... we move on, the, so the waiter is also like, our special today is fusilli with green apple and jalapeno, which to me, I bet it's delicious. Even in 1992, though... it was, that seems ridiculous, but now it yeah. is with all this fusion that we've been exposed to for at least 10 years. Exactly. Like, the joke there was probably supposed to be like, yeah, Ew, there's specialists. Jalapeno and apple. Pepper. Yeah. On, on pasta, yeah. Maybe that is kind of gross if you think about it. But if it's like an would... apple Alfredo or something, like a sweet white sauce with jalapenos That's in it on facility pasta. Yeah. Or it like... might even go well with ha- with pesto because like pesto and jalapeno is really good. Every restaurant on a sitcom from this era, it looks like they're going to the fucking nicest five-star restaurant ever, yeah. right? So you have to at least assume. Yeah, they never go to like a fucking like Montana's a or yeah, <laughs> like an Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> nope. They're always at nice places. And, I mean, also, like, it's the sitcom trope of, like, their houses are also always well beyond their means. That's like, true. friends. Yeah. Like, the, the place that Rachel and, and and Monica had together, the main set. The best one most recently is Ant-Man. Yeah. He lives in this San Francisco, like, mansion, basically, up on the hill. And he's supposed to be just a petty criminal who's been in prison for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a grand version of that same idea. What I do buy is Full House. They yeah, because he's, house because he's on TV. He's on TV. He's a local there's, celebrity. There's also three adults yeah. working there. Like Joey later is on TV as well. When he does I mean, when they start, though, Joey's a struggling comedian yeah. and Jesse's a struggling musician. Yeah. they But... The mom also just died, so they did have dual incomes yeah. prior. So, like, they probably got the house with the with. Uh, Why well, can't I remember Bob's Danny's? I wonder if they ever say what Danny's wife. wife did. Did Lori Loughlin's character replace her on Wake Up San Francisco? I don't know. Comment below if you know the answer to that. Yeah, do that. Just comment below. Anyway, just oh, say and anything you're scene, thinking about. I wrote down also in the restaurant scene that uh, that Nick made a not joke. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry. After dinner, I'm going to go back to the theater and pay them for the movie. Not. <laughs> Not watch. Not watch. Let's hope there's one per episode from here on out. I hope so. But all I can think about, all I could think about was Borat when he did that. Yeah. Not. There's also no woes in this episode. No woes. Not a single one. Not a single one. Because it was one. a serious episode. And the woe is yeah. reserved for jovial times. Jo- Joey does sort of do like an idiot moment during the uh, intervention segment. They, but call anyway. him, they call him jovial Joey is what they call him. Oh, they also see the teacher, her teacher. She's supposed to be in school. I mean, it's got to be 5 or 6 p.m. by this point. So are they having supper at like 2.30 in the afternoon? They're eating ice cream. I don't know. No. Oh, because they're going to go to the baseball game. They go to the baseball game mm-hmm. after this. So it literally is lunchtime. She sees her teacher in the class she's supposed to be in. She, The teacher's there with a, with a mister, the opposite, of course, of a mistress. They're not supposed to be together. Blossom's like, hey, yo, uh, I see you over there. Mm-hmm. Teacher's like, you passed the class. Yep. I missed all of that. I must have been uh, texting my wife. Probably. Um, Six has a hat watch. 
while we're back to the the kitchen, Six yeah. and Tony have probably their first conversation. Yeah, possibly. Um, and Six is like, I've got boy boy problems. I guess there was some Max oh, yeah. mentioned earlier, but anyway, Six is like, I got boy problems. Can you handle it? And and Tony, wait, sorry, like, what was mentioned earlier? Six is having boy problems, and it's not Joey. Oh, it's maybe not it Joey. Is Joey. I thought she was talking. Well, about she Joey. says Max. So maybe oh. it is actually Joey. So yeah, I got I, I missed talking. Max. I got the impression okay. she was just trying to be uh, that makes more sense now vague about, about it. So about Tony it. didn't pick it up. Yeah. So they talk. This is where the hat watch comes in. Mm-hmm. Did you? What did you write? Down? It is a a red hat with flowers on the brim. I wrote red dome pork pie with yep. flowers. Sure, you could probably imagine that. Picture every other blossom hat you've ever seen. It's much bigger than a wearing. pork pie. It's got the dome. It's sort yeah. of the same, sh- like, round. Most of the hats in that shape, though. That's true. Most hats are round, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find me some other shaped hats. So, we, it turn, Tony's kind of going through a similar situation. They both agree they should both call whoever. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'll call him. And, and Tony's like, I'll call her, too. But later, because he chickens out again. Yeah. Well, six bounces, and that's when Joey comes in and tells him to mess off. Yeah, regarding yeah, you fuck up my, you're fucking up my friendship. Uh, don't uh, just back off when he shows up again tonight. And of course, he shows up. We immediately have Joey walk into the next room. Frankie comes in. Frankie's yeah. been drinking again. He, of he tries to dip into Nick's liquor cabinet. Yeah, Joey goes upstairs to get his keys, and uh, and Frankie goes into the liquor cabinet and he's filling up his water bottle with vodka. Joey catches him. Tells him that's not cool, and he's like, "I just, I'm, I'm just top up my stash, man. <laughs> yeah. Just remember the time up. He won't miss it. Remember the time we were in the baseball game, <laughs> and he gra- Joey's holding a bat, and Frankie grabs a bat from him. He's like, "Remember the big swing I took? And oh like, yeah, so swings sw- drunkenly swinging a baseball bat around picks the up a room. pillow and fucking knocks that shit into the back of the so Joey's room. Joey's pissed, and he's like, "Maybe my brother's right." Yeah. And, and Frank is like, well, I'm out of here. Who needs you anyway? Yeah. And that was apparently the intervention. That was the intervention. But that's when Tony comes. Uh, Tony's at the top of the stairs. And Tony's like, I saw what you did. Good on you. I know you have to see it sometimes to realize that people can be like that. Yeah. Now, just to just to ground this a little bit, like I had a really bad drinking problem about six years ago mm-hmm. uh, when I lived in Halifax where I had to drink every day. I had a bit of the dipsophilia, I think it's called. Read. What's that? It's uh... Hey, Google, what's dipsophilia? Sorry, I don't understand. All right. Oh, sorry. Okay, Google, what's a dipsomaniac? On the website vocabulary.com, they say, a dipsomaniac is a drunkard or alcoholic, someone who drinks alcohol to excess. Since dipsomania is a word for alcoholism, it makes sense that a dipsomaniac is an alcoholic. Okay, Google, stop. (laughs) The first part was very informative, and the second part was like, you just said that. The second part was just a bit judgy. Yeah. So I think it's an old school, it's an old school term for alcoholism, but it it implies that you can't, you just can't stop drinking. Like you, like you go into kind of like the, it's always sunny in Philadelphia guys. If they stop drinking, they go into basically zombie status, which yeah. is an episode I watched recently, the one where Frank has to have everything clean. Yeah. I love that show. It's so good. Um, yeah. I I was like this Frankie kid when in my early 20s. You know, I wanted to party. I wanted to have a loose good time, even in high school, probably. Like, I was probably, like, I had friends that were that Frankie character. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> in real life, like, not, like, maybe one in 15 people I've ever known has had to, like, go to AA or anything like that. Yeah, maybe more people should think about trying to get clean like that. But in sitcoms of this day, 
you're drunk, you go to AA, or you get intervened, or you bounce. Yep. Anyway, I just wanted to I just wanted to say that I had my struggles with alcohol, and I understand the like trying mm-hmm. to steal booze, trying to get drunk at every pass, trying to you know I'm drinking right now, you know. Yeah, me too. I, I can I, obviously uh, keep it together uh, and not have those dipso tendencies, alcoholic tendencies. Yeah, I mean, the way I feel I used like to. for for some people. Like, alcoholism, like, well, I'm not saying we're alcoholics. Like, I definitely had a problem in my early 20s as well, and I I had to stop drinking for, I think I stopped for about nine, ten months, and I was like, I think I got a handle on this, and I did. Like, I haven't drank to excess all the time like I was before that. And I think it's a, that's a thing of, like, younger people. Like, yeah. as you get older, you can, you can get out of it if you're not an alcoholic. So I don't think we're I think the difference is... More recently, I, if I had the next day off of like of work or whatever, I felt it necessary to have a couple beers while I was playing vids yeah. uh, the night after work because I know I'm off the next day. Nowadays, I come home from work, I can just chill out and not drink or not have to like alter my mind. That sort of probably comes with age maybe a little yeah, bit. I think so. I, I had a really bad fear of missing out a bad case of FOMO related to I should be trying to like change my i should at least be like smoking weed or drinking like if i'm off the next day so i can you know like uh suspend the state of reality yeah you know but i you know this episode i i really linked to mm-hmm. so then so then tony comes in and uh, i guess joey's like hey like you were right you're right have a yeah. bit of a heart to heart yeah and tony's like yeah like eventually you see it happen and you realize and like everyone has someone that makes them snap like they're they're gonna hear everybody saying like stop drinking to you and it's not gonna click until like one time uh so i guess i i don't know if tony was saying that this was gonna be like joey's the guy who made frankie realize or this might the be wake. the first. Well, he he said that a golden retriever licked his face, and that was his wake up call. Yeah, that was just Tony's kind of talking. Snap moment, yeah, I kind of talking about it. your wake up call moment. Yeah, wake up call is what they should have said. Yeah, and also like the guy clearly was like that was probably the first time anybody challenged him on it. Mm. So good, and then uh, uh, Nick and Blossom come in hat watch again. Also, wearing- I th- their story was a nothing story that was under the Blossom guys. Like their story was what sitcoms would be. Lo- this show would be like if it was like every other sitcom of this of this right. day. Yeah, it, it, there was a contrast of a very serious story. I was about to do a hat watch. Oh, tell me about it. Me. So Nick, Nick and and Blossom come in with with balloon animal hats on hat watch. I watched. So they went to. I wasn't listening too hard. They went to the circus, I guess. No, they went to the night, the Kings game. They went to oh baseball. right, yeah, they came in with the LA Kings banners and stuff. And I guess at hockey games in LA, they make balloon animals. Oh, I thought it was baseball, but the Kings, the Kings are, are hockey. hockey. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. So yeah, they. It was like five o'clock, and they were having ice cream for dinner, and then they went to have popcorn at a hockey game. Yeah. How are they not puking? They just ate garbage all day. Yeah, they seem fine. They feel better than I feel, and all I did was eat a pizza today. Like, I didn't eat a bunch of ice cream. I would be in your bathroom right now if I had ice cream for dinner. Yeah, and their whole day was like that. Yep. Anyway, so the end scene is just sort of a fun moment where that whole C storyline of Buzz being on The Tonight Show, apparently yeah. he filmed the I think this is where we find out that Buzz was on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Because this is where they, the, this is the number three of that running joke uh, of Tony Newsom. 
And uh, Buzz is like, yeah, like you weren't around, so I, but you were going to fill on the Tonight Show, but I did instead. And Nick was like, you dumb bastard, I don't believe you at all. But then, of course, it's the exact time to turn the on the TV. exact perfect moment that the family was sitting down to watch the Tonight Show. Yeah. And, of course, it's like, hey, Grandpa, Blossom says. Which probably checks out, because hockey games will go from, like, 7.30 to 10. Yeah, they would so have just gotten home in time. They would have just gotten home in time to watch The Tonight Show at what, it was probably on at 11. There's also a during credits scene uh, in oh, yeah. this and with Nick, after, yeah. with Nick, like, losing his mind after he realizes Buzz got the job because he fucked off all day. In the background, the he's, like, in a bathrobe, but in the background, it's, like, light outside. I like to think he stayed up all night playing the Tonight Show theme like a crazy person and mm. crying. Because remember, Joey comes down at the, at the down the stairs. I guess it would have been first thing in the morning then. Yeah. But he comes down the stairs and he's like, oh, I didn't know this was supposed to be such a sad song. Because Nick was crying while playing the Tonight Show theme. Yeah. Well, I think Nick and Joey were watching him from the top of the stairs being like, oh, our dad's Tony so and Tony and Joey. Tony and Joey, yeah. Why do they all have, why, why do they all have Italian crime boss names? Yeah, that's my problem. So All that right. was that episode. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get through our watches. I gotta I gotta go to the bathroom. So do I. Uh, we did hat watch. We did drug watch. It was booze. Um, whoa, watch. There's no, no woes. Lesson. The le- uh, there's eth- probably a ethics. few lessons. Uh, you got your ethical- don't don't skip school and work because you might miss a chance to go on the Tonight Show. That's true. Also, if you see your teacher at the restaurant you're skipping school at. And they're with somebody that's not the husband. Blackmail them so yeah. you can get a good grade in your class. That was skipping. definitely the main lesson. This episode. <laughs> but here, going back to that though, so they must have been. It must have been dinner time. Well, I guess if they the were student, out at dinner, teacher, and she was supposed to be sick. Yeah. And even if they were out at dinner, it would have been suspect. Fine, but also the teacher wouldn't be there. The teacher would be at school. Yeah. So it would have to be after 3, 3.30. It was probably, so it was probably just dinner. Time. When I thought they were going to a baseball game, I thought the whole day was shifted forward 12 hours. That's true. Yeah, baseball games are afternoon, whereas hockey games are evening. When I realized it was the Kings at the end there, I think I said baseball early in this episode as well. But whatever. Right. So, yeah. So, lessons. Yeah, don't skip school. Uh, sometimes you're going to have a friend who needs an intervention. Yep. This is oh, not Also, an intervene. Uh, at least try to intervene. Yeah. If you see somebody off the rails. Yeah. Do what you can. Especially if you're a high school kid. Like, yeah. Even if even if what you do specifically doesn't stop them drinking, like it might be that wake-up call or a bump in the right direction. Absolutely. So do, do whatever you can. Don't just stand idly by when your friends have problems. Also, like the D story was uh, six loving Joey, and if she hadn't tried to go for it, which might happen later, or was just... Maybe like that was very confusing because it was so buried in the story, but just go for it. Yeah, that's a good lesson. Oh yeah, and then we we also the girl called uh, from the paramedic from the ambulance. The girl called. She ended up calling him, right? Tony. Tony. Yeah. Which like how did she get his number? So that's where is she a creep as well? Like she called the hospital and was like, "Can I get the phone?" Did we miss a scene at the beginning where he was like, "We exchanged numbers"? Maybe he said that. But then, like, like, then if they exchange numbers, well, that makes both of them less creepy. Yes. Which is good. But then if they already exchange numbers, why is he fretting so much about it? I don't know. Tony sucks. Who's your least favorite character on the show? It's not Buzz. It isn't Buzz. He's funny. 
If like in real life, I would Buzz would Nick, be the one that I hated. I would say Nick is my least favorite character on the show. Yeah, that's because true. I I like the edginess of Tony. I like Joey as the Kramer comic idiot relief. Six, it's a tie between six and Nick objectively, but I had a crush on six when I was a uh, age appropriate. Yeah, so that that factors that in. that puts me. Nick is a, was a dad figure to me as a kid, and a dad figure to me now watching back. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. And Buzz is honestly – Jake said it best in, in that previous episode we did a few weeks ago. Uh, he's a syphilitic old man. Yeah. Old aging jazz musician, you know? Yeah. So there there it is. There it is. In my, my opinion, nation. Man, we're getting good at this. Uh, definitely the, of all the episodes Don Rio has written, I would say it's the best one. Easily the best Don Rio episode. Um, it also was mar- like not marginally better, but ex- much better. Yeah, pretty good. Episode. Much better than other Don Rio. I mean, Don Rio created the show, so and it had four storylines. If you do count that six likes Joey thing, which yeah. is, I feel like that wasn't even a storyline. It was just there as a catalyst to try to get keep that Tony joke to call going. A girl. Yeah, yeah, and also the catalyst for what you just said. So yeah, I guess that's this week's episode. Yeah. I would love to banter a little bit and then fade out into the theme song. Well, I, I mean, piss. if you want to, if you want to just, we can throw down the fact that you can find all of our social media now at blossombuddies.net and email us at info at blossombuddies.net. So what I was thinking is maybe one day in the near future, we can have like a tower go up that's a flag yeah. that at the top is a blossom flag. Okay. Like a, a pole in real life, flag. like from your house. Yeah. We've got the episode playing on mute right now, so that doesn't actually tell us... Uh, no. We, uh, I was going to say we could put subtitles on, but this is streaming from... Uh, space. Plex. Yeah. Literally space. It goes through like t- 10 jumps to get here. It's crazy. The yeah. future is weird. If you're listening to this in the past somehow, if somebody <laughs> if somebody from the future took this back to the past and was like, here, take this. This is your first intro to what the future is going to be like. Yeah. If you're in the past, let me explain it to you like this. It's kind of like we're watching Blossom over Fax Machine. <laughs> <laughs> but like better, newer future fax machines. Yeah. That can do video, not just paper. It's kinda like you're watching Blossom on television, but you can't record it. <laughs> but you could. can record it. You could. If you had a VCR, do you yeah. have a- Oh man. It's like you're watching Blossom <laughs> on a VCR. Yeah. Boom, I explained the internet. Yeah. A VCR at my house. And it's like I took a really long cable <laughs> from the VCR at my house, plugged into Jason's TV. Yeah, which is what it's like in the future. That's basically what we're doing. We never, Except we never, the cables are all there already. Yeah, we, we don't yes. have to drag the cable. Exactly. But it's we never like developed Jason's TV wireless. Is plugged into a thing that's plugged into a thing that's plugged into a thing that's plugged into my thing. My computer. That's basically what computer. the internet is. Yeah, computers are a thing we have in the future as well. Yeah. They're essential to the internet, essentially. I'm now imagining that they took this podcast back to like the 1800s. So there's like so much that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so about basically, any of this. like the telegraph. <laughs> uh, do you have the telegraph yet? So like you know when you take a ship from one side of the ocean to the other. Like imagine if you could do that with your words. Yeah. Speaking of the telegraph, Alexander Graham Bell gets all of this credit for inventing the telephone. I've heard the, about the this. telegraph existed first, though. Yeah. That seems like the the big step they had to get past is getting the telegraph working. All Graham Bell did was, like, connect a microphone and speaker to it. Yeah. Instead uh, of it was a, literally a telegraph with a microphone and speaker pointed at it. Yeah. So I don't think uh, Graham Bell's all that, that great. Like, yes. I mean, someone would have done it anyway. The telegraph was just a template for that. Someone was bound to hook up a speaker and microphone to it. Yeah. 
So, uh, in conclusion, Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> suck my dick. Yeah, suck my dick, Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> uh, do you want to move on with this episode? I don't yes. know what happened there. That's all right. Uh, so, okay. I like your dad's weed. It's not bad, right? He grew it in his house. And you have seeds for it now. So many seeds. Yeah. I'm going to grow some weed. Can I have some seeds? I guess I don't. I'm not, I don't have anywhere to grow weed at the moment. Just grow it, man. Sure. I was thinking, what if I take, the, what if I take a handful of seeds, germinate them, yeah. and then throw them into a field? <laughs> <laughs> like a field do you think in proximity? With, with Canada having legalization, do you think we're going to reach a point where it's going to be just being discarded and weeds are going to start growing normally in Canada? Like, like a, as a, a like indigenous plant? Yeah. In the southern, southern part of Canada, it. I don't think because it can grow here in here in Toronto and Ontario and where we're at, weed can grow outside. Yeah, no problem. I think like I haven't looked too much into growing weed, but I think it requires a lot of care more than just like tomatoes or whatever. Yeah, but like if the system is completely overrun because people are just discarding all this, like where is weed native seed to growing refuse? though? Like it's not native to. To Canada, it's like it's like Afghanistan. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like, around like the equator. It's like yeah. Mexico, Afghanistan. Yeah, Mexico. So like there, sure. Here, no, we got to do work to make it work here. I don't think it's just gonna. No matter how many seeds you throw into fields, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. They also have to be germinated. And- if you are a weed uh, botanist or any botanist that has the answers to these questions, uh, go to our website and contact us on any of our social media, Just which are now on the website, so we don't need to tell you guys true. what all the links are. And comment anywhere that you see a comment section. God yes. damn it. Uh, comment below. Uh, yeah. Or above. Or above. Yeah. Oh, I think I said in a previous episode, commenting above implied, like, don't comment. Did you? Oh, I didn't get that. I've, you know, I gotta go. I thought it was just abs- absurdist humor because there's no above. <laughs> you never comment above. So absurd. Let's invent a website where we comment above. Yeah, you're a regular uh, Monty Python. Commentabove.com. 